Boxing. My name is Raider Live. Back with you another week for boxing news and insights from our panel of experts. Back to a three-man show this week, boys. Uh, we had a great show last week with uh, Matt from Lindstrom, but uh, back to the three-man for this week. Our first expert, of course, is the one joining us all the time up there in the upper corner. The man, the myth, the legend. On one, Filthy Rich. Filthy Rich, how are you doing tonight? Well, I got two mutes tonight, so I got that in my back pocket. But there are there is some big news here in Minnesota on the basketball side. The Minnesota Lynx just drafted Renea Davis from the University of Tennessee. Welcome to the team. Uh, and New York Yankees legendary third baseman Alex Rodriguez is about to buy the Timberwolves. Yankees, I'll drink to you. Yeah, for the Seattle Timberwolves, that would be really cool. All right, and our other expert here uh, is uh, also a Minnesota sports fan, but uh, it's hard to be a Twins fan recently because we can't win a game until today when I stop betting on them. It is the one, the only, the judge, Jimmy James. Judge, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. You know, I'd like to RIP to, to DMX. Uh, grew up listening to that uh, It's Dark and Hell is Hot album for a long time, so that's, uh, that's a major bummer. Um, well, congratulations on two uh, good boxes, too, uh, for women's boxing. Um, Ebony Bridges against Shannon Courtney was uh, one hell of a slugfest. <laughs> so, and that's uh, back-to-back a good women's boxing matches. So uh, that stuff's heating up. Yeah, women's boxing is starting to take it by storm, kind of like they did the MMA. Now almost women's MMA have caught up to as good as the men's. So maybe it'll start happening in boxing, too. A lot of good fights out there, a lot of good fighters. All right, this week's show, we got a lot of news, and we got some uh, reviews of uh, some good fights last weekend, and then uh, it's the third week of the month, so we're going to do brews and tributes, um, and this week, we're going to be talking about Carl Frampton, who just retired, so that'll be fun to talk about, but first, we got news to hit. Boys, you guys ready to go? Mute them. All right, let me hit the mute button before I hit the bell, and boom, okay, there we go, and I'll hit the bell. <laughs> all right, brews and news, which we talk about uh, all the news that's going on, but the first thing we do, of course is to open a beer and uh james you got your beer there i can't i can't is, hear you is he still what, muted what? Uh, good oh. thank you <laughs> yes he is he's still muted all right cheers guys <laughs> all right if i'm the best looking host you've ever seen james say nothing oh i appreciate it buddy thank you i know i, I work hard get out of here <laughs> all right first bit of news we're going to talk about and i can't believe we're going to talk about this but we're going to I kind of like it. Actually, now that I've read more of the story, Freddie Roach has said that Ben Askren will be doing a public service for beating up Jake Paul this weekend. You didn't hear Ben Askren actually did a week camp with Freddie Roach. Freddie Roach said uh, he has the best endurance he's ever seen. Um, We'll see how that turns out in the Triller fight coming out this weekend. Uh, Filthy Rich, what do you think about this Freddie Roach prediction that uh, should not be taking Ben Askren lightly? Uh, That may be... True. I don't think any fighter should take any fighter lightly, but when it comes to uh, Freddie Roach wanting Askren to just like pummel uh, Jake Paul and do basically boxing a favor, that is not something I agree with. I, I want to see a good fight, and we know a lot of eyes are going to be on this Triller card. Uh, Pro Gray and... What's his name? Are fighting on the undercard. Uh, name slips in my mind right now. But Pro Gray's on the undercard. Branch. They could have. No, it's Red, uh, Red Catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the two of them, whatever, plus, uh, you know, build up the undercard. This is a lot of eyes are going to be on this. At least I think this is going to do good buys. I don't know if this is the one Justin Bieber's performing on or what, is, but I believe yep. a lot of people are going to be watching this. Uh, this can be good for boxing. Uh, pummeling Jake Paul has, or Logan Paul, whichever one of them is fighting. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad that I don't know which one's which. One of them just got beat up. And Logan Paul just got beat up at WrestleMania a few nights ago. But uh, I, I tend to disagree with Roach saying that Askren, who I believe is an MMA guy. I mean, I'm, we don't want MMA guys taking over our sport. Otherwise, our, our, the stock pl- uh, plummets. But uh, if Jake Paul is a boxer, uh I want Jake Paul to win this. I don't want to see him get beat up. Judge, do you feel the same way? Because I, I feel like you are on the other side of that. You may want to see Jake Paul get beat up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Mute I don't Oh, no. All right. Well, there's the second. Don't you thing. speak like that on my <laughs> show, James. You don't want MMA guys beating up boxers. This is so bad. So as Raider Live unmutes you, think about those words carefully. Otherwise, I'm going to have to beat you in our next game show and mute you uh, several times. All Go right, well, on. Now I just threw him on mute because he said it's my show. No, it's my show. You forget. Don't forget that it's my show. It's Raider Live presents. Remember that it's in the opening credits. You both remember that. Anyway, now that you're both unmuted, there. Let's remember that. <laughs> James, would you like to uh, respond now to seeing Jake Paul get beat up? No. <laughs> if, he, if he wants if he wants me to mute he wants me to shut my hole then we'll uh we'll leave it at that um that's that's fine all right well there are some other fights this weekend too uh tony harrison's uh fighting perella on the pbc and then uh uh boo-boo is fighting on the zone which ones are you going to be tuning into first and which ones are you going to be recording i'm going to be watching boo-boo personally judge I will probably watch Boo Boo as well. Filthy Rich, are you going to buy the Triller? I know you're a big um, beat guy. The the Android fight's the big one. Let's right. not uh, let's not think that the other fights compare to that fight. That's the big one. But like Bad Left Hook is putting out a poll, and they conveniently left off that fight. I have no right. idea why. <laughs> but on that poll with uh, Goodfella Perella versus uh tony harrison that's the one i want to see perello's coming off a loss at 147 he obviously didn't belong there uh so moving up to 154 makes sense we'll see if he fits in at this division but that i i think that can make for a good fight i like how i mean if you don't know who this guy is he comes out in like a mafia style outfit john from egan i see you you're a big uh good fellow perella fan but that's the fight that I'm looking forward to, I guess you could say. You just don't want to watch Jake Paul get beat up, so you're going to watch the other one. All right. <laughs> All right. Done with you. <laughs> uh, all right. Next fight uh, we got to talk about here, or next bit of news, not fight. Uh, Zerto Gilberto, Gilberto Ramirez is set to make his Golden Boy debut. Now, we talked about this a few weeks ago when he signed with Golden Boy, and we all said, why? Why would you sign with Golden Boy? But he signed with him, and he's got his first fight coming up here. He says that he's going to take out the whole lightweight heavyweight or light heavyweight division. He said Bivol and better be of, you know, he's going to take over the entire division. Uh, the talk that he's going to fight possibly uh, Sergey Kovalev, which 
to be his first fight since losing to Canelo. Uh, how excited are you guys to see Zerto back in the ring with Golden Boy? And is that uh, fight against Kovalev a fight that you want to see? Or is it going to be just time before he gets to better be Evan Bivol? Is he is his predictions what he's saying? Like, can he take his division over by storm? James, we'll start with you. No mutes left. Yeah, no mutes <laughs> left. There you go. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, this is his debut fight. If he wants to fight Kovalev, I mean, sure. I'm pretty sure Kovalev's on the decline. Um, so if he wants to start somewhere, I guess that's a spot. I mean, it's a big name. You're going to get uh, definitely people watching you. That's for sure. Uh, taking the division by storm. I mean, is Oscar going to have enough time to promote him? I mean, Oscar's a kind of a busy guy nowadays. So he's really, he's really kind of all over the place. He's probably, uh, uh, he's training you know, to be the world heavyweight champion, James. Give him, give him a break. Yeah, I guess. I mean, don't worry about your, your golden boy promotions at all. No, no big deal there. We'll just delegate those tasks to somebody else. Right. But I don't know. Which might be good for Golden Boy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I, I mean, if he wants to try to take take this uh, the thing by storm, I think he's got a lot of work to do. Um, I think he's only got to go through a couple of... I mean, there's going to be some couple of people. I mean, he can try to... If he wants to try to fight somebody, try fight Flass off again if he, uh, before he starts getting into a fight, if he's going to fight uh, um, Kovalev too. I mean, he's going to have to get a couple of fights under his belt before he gets a, a big name fight, in my opinion. But he's... He's got the ability to do it. We'll see if uh, everything transfers over for him um, in that regard and see how he works, uh, you know, coming back from the layoff because that really affects uh, every fighter differently that I've seen. So sad that uh, Kovalev's almost become a gatekeeper. It sounds like uh, the way he is now. Filthy Rich, what do you think about uh, Gilberto making his debut for Golden Boy? Yeah, as far as like cleaning out this 175, you you definitely got to start somewhere. And I have said several times, if you're going to move up a division, get comfortable, make sure you're fighting. I don't want to say a no name or an easy fight, but make sure you're going to be good at this division. I know the last couple of times he fought at 168, he wasn't the monster uh, I thought he was. I think he got tested, probably went 12 rounds his last couple of fights at 168. Now, part of that could be because he is having a difficult time making weight. So the move to go up to 175 uh, was, you know, he knows his body better than all of us. So uh, moving up to 175, Kovalev might be one of those guys where he is probably past his prime. There might be a resurgence of Kovalev. We'll find out. But I like this matchup a lot. It'll it'll kind of say if Zerto belongs at 175 and at the same time tell us if Kovalev has anything left in him. Uh, but yeah, as far as like taking over 175 by storm, baby steps. You got to take baby steps, man. This is a tough division. Sorry about that. Jack the dog came through and took out my keyboard with him. So sorry about that. So, what about Bob? What about Bob? I'll drink to Bob. Bob, I don't get it. But okay. <laughs> You're talking about baby steps. If you weren't so oh. worried about your keyboard. Well, sorry. I didn't uh, I didn't want everything to come crashing down. <laughs> uh, so you guys both agree that Ramirez would beat Kovalev in a, in a fight. Do you think that he can beat Bevel and better Biev, or is he still a year or two away from that? I don't think anyone agreed that Zerto beats Kovalev. Oh, I don't okay. know. I don't know. if That was just my assertion, Kovalev. I thought. I don't know who wins this fight. So now what was that second part? 
uh, is it realistic that he can compete with Bevel and better be right away? Or is that like still a year or two out? I, I think, uh, I, I don't think he's ready for, uh, Bevel or, uh, Better BF, or even, you know, we just saw Joe Smith and Vlasov. I don't even know if he's ready for either one of them guys. Again, baby steps. Let's see how he does against his first opponent. If he can knock someone out early or if he can show shows that he can go 12 rounds, uh, that's pretty important. Uh, but he's not ready for, like, better BF. He's not ready for better BF. Not, not 2021. Last word goes to you, Judge. I, I think he's gonna. It looks like he's gonna fight uh, Sullivan Barrera, so there's at least a starting point. But I, I, I'm agreeing with Rich. I don't think he, I don't know if he beats Kovalev, but that's a that's a good start. Uh, definitely a good start. If you're talking about uh, polar opposites, so right on. All right, let's move to the third bit of news here. Uh, Showtime has released its upcoming schedule for the next six months or so, with a lot of big fights on here. If you're watching us on YouTube here, you could see it. Otherwise, if you're listening to us, you can look it up on Showtime. They'll have their boxing schedule on there. A lot of good, interesting fights coming up. Uh, I'm curious which fights you guys are most looking forward to. Um, I really like the Charlo Castellano fight. Uh, Davis versus Barrios is also another good fight. Uh, those are a couple that I'm looking at. I'm looking at which ones are you the most excited for, and We'll start with Judge this time. Well, there's some good ones on there, man. Like, I'm, I mean, I I don't know. I, I'm curious. Davis Barrios is very curious for me, all right? Because I want to see. He literally just fought. It's, he's going all over the place and wait. So I want to know, like, what? where is Davis going to land on this scale? Like, if he is he really just this dominant in all over the place or – or you know, or what? It's just crazy that he's just jumping so far over the place. Um, otherwise, I, I mean, honestly, Raider, I'm I'm probably going to have to agree with you on this one. Jermel Charlo against Brian Castano, that's probably going to be a really good fight. I just watched Brian Castano, who I thought was going to lose to Shashera, beat the crap out of Shashera. I mean, beat the crap out of Shashera. Uh, so I think this is going to be a a very, a very, very good fight. Those are those are probably my two. Uh, th- I'm going to say my third one anyway. Probably I want to watch Rigondeaux against Casimiro. Rigondeaux hasn't fought in forever. I mean, he, what is he like, 80 years old, and he still has the body of a 40 year old? So, like, yeah, let's see. I'd, I'd, I'd like to watch that. That's probably going to be a nonstop, uh, nonstop uh, match. Casimiro is a good fighter too. Also, I, I don't know if you noticed the undercard of that Davis Barrios fight, Erickson Lubin versus Jason Rosario. That's another good fight too. As a as a secondary fight for that fight, that pay-per-view. But Filthy Rich, which fights are you looking forward to on Showtime? By the way, uh, I shouldn't have added, I should have rephrased that question. Since uh, James does not watch Showtime, we have to go over to your house to watch Showtime, Filthy Rich. So, so which fights can we come over and watch? Uh, for your Work, I'm working that day. So, uh... <laughs> well, we got a key for the next five months. <laughs> I'm working that day. We got keys. We can, you know, we can we can handle that. Shoot. <laughs> Uh, let's start with a fight I'm not looking forward to. I think Jermall Charlo and Juan Montiel. Jermall Charlo cannot get a good fight. I don't know what is up with them. When we ranked, I think we did pound for pound at the beginning of the year. I had Jermall ahead of Jermall because Jermall has not. I mean, he had uh, Derevchenko. God, I don't even know who else the guys fought. He cannot buy a good fight. I don't get it. Jermall is probably the most 
likely like the most guaranteed win out of the what 12 9 to 12 fights Showtime just released today. Uh, that one probably has the biggest odds in favor of Jermall Charlo. I think that one's the easy one that I am not looking forward to. As far as the ones I actually am looking forward to, uh, look, Davis moving up two weight classes to fight Mario Barrios. Uh, I think James said curious. I think it's intriguing. I think it's interesting. Uh, I think Davis can beat Barrios, uh, but still moving up two weight classes. I think uh, Kel Brook moved up two to fight Golovkin. And there was a guy who moved up. I believe he moved up two to fight Canelo. I think his uh, Amir Khan. <laughs> anyways, anyways, back to the show. Davis and Barrios is the one that I want to see the most. I don't think it's the best fight. Uh, Benavides and Uskatiki. Uh, Benavidez always puts on a good show. Uskati, he's been out of the ring for a while. He's getting older. I, I expect Benavides to win, but I think Benavides is the, it's not even the most talented. He's the, I, I think he's the funnest fighter to watch out of all these guys. Uh, so the one you guys can probably come over to, if I'm not working that day is Benavidez Uskati. Any interest in the Gamboa fight for either of you guys or not? Yes. I mean, Gamboa versus Colbert. Or Colbert, as uh, Stephen would say, I think they're related. <laughs> they don't look alike, but uh, Gamboa—that's another good fight too. I don't, we haven't seen Gamboa fight in a while either. I don't think have we? Well, he, he just, just lost. lost. He, he just lost to Davis. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. How do I forget that one? I was pretty drunk that night. <laughs> Sorry about that, but that, I, I like watching Gamboa. I think that should be a fun fight to watch. I don't know much about Chris Colbert though. I mean, do you guys know about him, Rich or James? No, Rich probably knows a- more than I do. He's pretty. He's pretty blue chip. I've like watched him on regular TV. He's an undercard guy. I don't think he's. A, I guess he's on a main event, his fight. But Colbert's a, a a good fighter. He's got speed, footwork. Uh, he's built well. He has a. He's in boxing shape. So yeah, Colbert's <laughs> a good fighter. He's in boxing shape. I hope he's main offending against Gamboa. I hope he's in boxing. Hey, shape. a lot of boxers <laughs> ain't in boxing shape. I don't know if you know what boxing shape is. I do. <laughs> I mute I mute people. That's how boxing shape I'm in. Oh, you know what to me? That, that doesn't even make sense. But okay. <laughs> That's the news this week. Uh let's get into bruising reviews because there's a lot of good fights last week, including my guy Boots, but we'll get into that in a minute. Let's ring the bell. Bruising Ru- review. Wow, I can talk. Bruising reviews is where we talk about fights that just happened. And there were two big fights this last weekend, including some awesome heavyweight undercards. But uh we'll start with my guy Boots. Boots Ennis. Uh, beat Lipinets, uh, nasty knockout. I called it. Just saying, we all called it. Actually, we got we got all three fights right this weekend, guys. By the way, uh, if you hit that parlay, you're welcome. Uh, Filthy Rich, we'll start with you. Uh, what did you see in that Boots fight? And was this uh, Boots's coming out party to kind of tell everybody, hey, we're going to take this division back, and it's going to be a lot more interesting than when we uh, did the reviews of it. Um, the undercard. I, were probably better fights. Stanionis and Delorme was a good fight. Stanionis showed that he belongs at 147. Uh, and Cajas and Rodriguez put on a slugfest. Uh, so this entire card was good. As far as Ennis and Lipinets, I was expecting a little more out of Lipinets. I don't know if Lipinets belongs at 147. Maybe he needs to drop a division. I'm not sure, but... 
as far as uh, Boots Ennis went, uh, he I think he belongs here, and I'm interested in to see like what happens next for this guy. Well, James, what will happen next with this guy with uh, a lot of big welterweights, uh, young welterweights coming like Virgil Ortiz and uh, uh, Boots, obviously, and uh, uh, Connor Ben. These are all big young fighters that are coming up to replace the old guys, as they say, the old guys at the top of uh, Crawford and Errol Spence. Do they have a chance to take this division over or what? What, what, who are we talking about right now? Lippin Boots. Boots. Are oh, you talking about Boots? Boots. My guy Boots. Well, I thought I was talking about both. Well, yeah. I mean, we could talk about Lippin if you want, but we're talking about Boots first. Oh, well, I mean, it, so what's next for Boots? Uh, My question. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. That's the question. I got it. <laughs> but let me talk. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, there's a couple of big names that come to mind for me at 147 uh, for Boots next. That'll probably be a big draw. Uh, probably top of my list right now is Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman doesn't fought anybody. He is literally talking crap to every single person at 147. I don't know why he's not getting fights. Here you go. Boots fights Keith Thurman. This will probably be a precursor to if if how Thurman would handle Crawford if they ever fought, which is never going to happen either. Otherwise, if you're still talking about 147, if Boots is trying to make a name for himself, Mikey Garcia is still hanging around at 147 for some reason. I don't know why that's happening, um, but he's one. Otherwise, I mean, you could fight Connor Ben, um, be a bigger draw. Uh, Rashidi Ellis is another name at 147, but uh, you know, there's both. Uh, I think they're too low, uh, too uh, as far as like their careers go. So that's they're probably not going to happen and clash yet. They're probably going to wait uh, sooner. But I mean, those are probably the guys. Um, at least Thurman and Garcia for Ennis that I would see sooner rather than later. What about Sean Porter? I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, if you want, to get, if just, you want to get into that uh, that that top of the division talk, I mean, if you if you, put I, I'm Sean not Porter, getting in that top of the division talk. I didn't say Ennis was into into the getting to the top of the division. I think you showed promise there. I'm telling you what was next. This is right. what I'm saying. Keith that's Thurman, fair. Mikey Garcia, those are probably my top two. Right on, Rich. I'll, I'll toss it over to you on this part. Uh, Connor Ben, Virgil Ortiz, and uh, Boots are all kind of saying they're going to take over that division, though. Uh, is that is that the real future of this division? The, is the future going to come sooner rather than later? Um, I think uh, Connor Ben probably needs a couple more fights. Uh, look, ranking these guys, I would put Connor Ben third because he doesn't have the resume yet. Uh, Virgil Ortiz, I would put second. Uh, I think he's already moved up one division, but he's been knocking people out. He has a well, like a lot of knockouts considering how many fights he's had. Virgil Ortiz he's definitely yeah, he's knocked that, out every fight. Yeah, that's, he's perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't have his record in front of me. Uh and Boots Ennis, uh, yeah, like I mean, James nailed this one. He's not top of the division. I don't think he's ready for the top of the division yet. But someone like a Keith Thurman, uh mix it up with Keith Thurman. That'll show if uh if Keith Thurman has anything left and if Boots Ennis should be talked about as a like a real headliner, not just a, a showtime Saturday night guy. But yeah, as a future sooner rather than later. I don't know. I, I don't know how to answer that. Well, I'll answer it then. Yeah, the answer is now. The, the future is now. I think Boots uh, showed and Virgil Ortiz showed. And Connor Ben actually showed that they're all ready to make names for themselves in that in that division. 
Uh, I have him ranked exactly like you do. I think Boots is is top tier in that division, though. I really think he's going to be flying up the charts here. I, I think uh, if either Spence or Crawford want to fight him, I don't think they will, but anyway, he should get there within a year or two. He should be. He should be ready. He's he's powerful. He goes both hands. I know you love that, Judge. He, he can go both uh, stances, but uh, I think uh, Boots is the, is the real future. Not just because he's my guy and I called him, but a big part of that is that reason as well. <laughs> All right. The second fight, uh, Joe Smith Jr. versus Vlasov. Uh, that was uh, on DAZN, I believe, correct? Was that on DAZN? Incorrect. ESPN has ESPN. top rank, son. Oh, it was on top rank. Okay, it was on top rank. I'm sorry. Uh, you're a big DAZN guy. I know you didn't have Showtime, so I was watching the Showtime fight because I have Showtime. Uh, Joe Smith Jr. versus Vlasov. Uh, James, what did we miss watching the great one boots instead over on Showtime? Oh, Joe Smith Jr. versus Vlasov was a battle. This was a oh man, this is a good fight. If you want to talk about heavyweight or uh, light heavyweights, you normally just don't. I don't know. It's usually just you know three people. This is Vlasov and Joe Smith came came to throw. Um, this was real interesting because Vlasov had a really weird. I guess he's probably always had this, but a really weird uh, approach and style. Um, hands down a lot he never really stopped moving his head around like he was throwing from different from weird angles. it was throwing to be honest his style was throwing joe smith jr off big time uh, i mean big time so he was missing joe smith threw, uh joe smith was throwing haymakers that was missing he couldn't he just couldn't get timing down like Vlasov did a fantastic job going back and forth on this and even cut Joe Smith Jr. in the second round, um, which really, I think that probably honestly is what affected this fight the most, because I think Joe, if you watched it, this was a very close fight. I'm talking like every other round was going to the other, the under other individual. It was, it was fantastic to watch. Um, but I really think that that took, uh, took Smith a little bit out of the fight with that cut. Um, over his eye that he that he sustained um, and then changed it a little bit because he wasn't doing he wasn't thrown to the body as much as he should have been um, and he definitely he definitely had openings like, I mean it was both fighters were landing good shots both fighters were getting the best of each other it ended in a, a split well, a majority win or a split majority, decision win majority decision yep. majority decision um, with the 113. 115, 113, 115, Any Rich, real quick, do you know where he, where uh, Vlasov lost a point? Because I'm still trying to figure out. I, I thought I heard it wrong. Eleventh yeah, round, maybe that was stupid though, because it wasn't ruled a knockdown. That's what I. Okay, yeah, so I don't know what happened. So either way, that was off, and then one judge at one fourteen. Honestly, if I go back and look at that fight, I call it a draw. If I really, if I really have to make a win or, or a winner for this, I, I'd probably almost go with Vlasov, to be honest. And I don't like that because I really like Joe Smith. Uh, but if we're talking about who was the better boxer, who was doing, you know, who was doing the game, I think it was either a draw or Vlasov uh, at that point. So, like I said, I think that I that cut in sec in the second round on on his eye change Joe Smith for the worse. Um, if that didn't happen, he probably would have had a much better showing, but honestly, I think it was a draw. Let's see the rematch. 
Twitter seems to agree with you. They seem to think that Vlasov won that fight and that that scorecard was messed up. And that is a tough one to explain. I have, I have not found anything either explaining that where that point went. So I, I thought it was a typo when I read it. But uh, I don't well, know. They I announced it that way too. So I, I just thought smudge. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Could you get a 10 8 round without a knockdown? I mean, I guess you could, yeah, but you, you can't. There wasn't any be round dominant, like that. that I, didn't, I didn't see any round like that. Over there was no domination like that that I saw. It was literally either this guy won the round or this guy won the round. There was no like, at least in my eyes, it was very, it was literally just back and forth. It, it just, it was crazy. I don't know. I say, I say it was draw. Well, Filthy Rich, uh, First off, what do you think? And then second, what's next for these guys uh, going forward? Both great well, fighters. Let me tell you what I think. First of all, I didn't do a very good job covering Ennis and Lippinets. Look, there there was nothing to cover there. Lippinets didn't show up. Ennis whooped them up. I'd be a fool to keep talking about that. This was the fight. Smith and Vlasov was the fight to watch. This fight was like even across the board. I watched that fight with no volume on and I thought Vlazov won this easily. No questions. They'll rob him because he's Russian and he's on American soil. Lo and behold, that's what happened. Twitter seemed to agree that same way. Uh, so I decided to watch it with volume on like the next day or the following day. And that fight was a lot closer. Like James said, uh, Smith was just throwing haymakers, just trying to connect. And Vlazov had this boxing technique. I can't explain it. His guard, yeah, his guard was down almost the entire fight. Uh, both arms, you didn't know what side he was coming from. Vlazov put on one show, and I didn't think it was supposed to go that way. I thought Smith was going to have this one wrapped up so we can go on and fight Bevel or better Bev uh, without any dispute on who won. Now, as far as, you know, what's next for these guys, a rematch is not out of the question. I don't see it happening. I don't know. Uh, I don't think it would be worth Joe Smith's time. I think Vlasov could beat Joe Smith, so Vlasov probably wants that one. But Joe Smith, I think, is ready to move on. The two biggest names we just talked about, a better Biev and Bivol. Uh, so those would be two I'd look for him to fight. But for some strange reason, I don't think that's going to happen. But Jean Pascal has a version of, I believe it's the WBO championship. So Joe Smith, if he can figure out a way to fight Jean Pascal, I mean, he knocked uh, Bernard Hopkins out of the ring. Pascal is, it's probably time for him to hang it up. I think he's about 38 years old. Maybe he goes after Pascal, tries to end Pascal's career. It looks like Joe Smith has beaten just about everybody at this division, except for like the Bevel fight. But he's fought everyone. He's fought the Jesse Hearts of this division. And uh, it's time for him to either get a Bevel rematch or fight better BF. I don't know which one. I coming at, If he would have whooped up Vlasov, I would say go for better BF. But because it was so close... I don't think he has a choice but to go after better BF because if he loses to Bevel again, uh, he'll never see a better BF fight. As far as Vlasov goes, what's next for him? Look, a Ko- we just talked about Kovalev. Kovalev's from Russia. Vlasov- Vlasov's from Russia. He'll get a fair shake if they do fight overseas. That's a quick one I see can happen uh, or I can see happening. Jesse Hart is with top rank. I think they can make that fight happen. 
both. I, I think Jesse Hart's coming off a loss to probably Joe Smith. That was probably his last fight. So Vlasov and Jesse Hart would, I think, Vlasov could beat Hart, but it, it would make for a good fight and a good show. And just a third name to throw out there, uh, Sullivan Barrera, I think, and Vlasov make a good fight. Sullivan Barrera's a bit long in the tooth there. Well, next time we have uh, Matt from Lindstrom, a.k.a. Joe Smith Jr. on the show, we'll ask him who he wants to fight. That's a look, you know, he's recovering his uh, cut. Uh, apparently, the the, uh, the confusion with that point I'm finding out now is the, the one judge that scored it did not either went rogue or did not hear the official say it wasn't a knockdown over the 11th round. That's where where it was. He scored the 11th at 10 8. So, so yeah. So apparently, it wasn't officially a knockdown, but he still scored a 10 8 anyway. So either he went rogue or he didn't hear them. That's what they should be suspended. Exactly. Are you, not, are you play? Are you listening? Are you paying attention? <laughs> if someone says it's not a knockdown and you go, "Dur, it's a knockdown. You should be suspended. You can't just say, well, I least. think it was a knockdown. So I'm going to go 10. <laughs> you know, that's not his call. <laughs> you know, oh, I, uh, more judging problems, more judging problems. Not from this judge. As I said, the only good judge is the judge, Jimmy James. That's the only good judge we got. Got some extra time here. First, I want to just quickly touch on before that, uh, the two uh, really good uh, Effia Jagba and Big Baby Anderson uh, both fought, both kept uh, knockout streaks alive, or Big Baby kept his knockout streak alive. I don't know if Effia Jagba's got a knockout streak, but he won by knockout as well. Uh, Effia Jagba, known here in Minneapolis as the guy that made a guy walk out of the ring and didn't even fight him, which was uh, became a legend around here, which is pretty cool. Hilarious. Uh, both, yeah, hilarious. Both big up and coming uh, heavyweights there. Uh, very excited to see them uh, tangle with uh, the heavyweight division here and get our heavyweight division even uh, more awesome than it already is. Any of you guys want to touch on any of those fights before we move on? Okay, good talk. All right, moving on to brews and tributes. Brews and tributes, what we do the third week of every month is we talk about a boxer uh, that we're giving a tribute to and uh, usually has to be either retired or you know out of his career or passed away or anything like that. Last uh, last month, we did Marvelous Marvin Hagler. This month, we're doing Kyle Frampton, who just retired. Kyle Frampton, uh, great fighter, longtime fighter uh, from uh, Ireland, right? Yes. Ireland, Ireland, Ireland. <laughs> Ireland, uh Great fighter. I want to know what uh, you guys, uh, your favorite memories of Carl uh, Frampton. Uh, maybe give me some of uh, your favorite fights and stuff like that. We'll start with Filthy Rich. Go ahead. Well, look, uh, we'll start off by who this guy is. 28 and 3 so with 16 knockouts. Retired uh, just after this herring fight at 34 years old. Uh, got his first title fight i think it was 10 and 0 when he fought for the ibf title beating robbie turley can't remember country of origin i think it was a uk guy went on to uh, fight a guy who who's made who i made famous on this show scott quig Quig. (laughs) you guys remember scott quig yeah i thought it was quig but it's yeah i was gonna bring him up (laughs) beat scott quig i thought scott quig was the man and carl frampton proved that he was not that carl frampton's a man went on to beat kiko martinez twice uh over the hill kiko martinez but uh nonetheless a, a tough move forward fighter knocked him down that was it Santa Cruz, the Leo Santa Cruz uh, 
fought him twice. I believe beat him the first time. Yep. And then Leo won the second fight, but both, both by majority fights. decisions. Yep. Am I talking or is Raider Live talking? What's my going show? On here? <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> Go ahead. So it beat Santa Cruz once, lost to Santa Cruz later. Both were really good fights. Like I'm disappointed that there was not a trilogy. That would have been an exciting trilogy. We never got it. It's too bad, but fighters have to move on with their careers. Uh, beat Nonito Donaire later on, and then got like his probably his second loss, maybe his first loss to Josh Warrington. And I think that's when we could tell the career was coming to an end. Uh, when uh, uh, Carl Frampton, I think, had a couple more fights before, a couple nobody fights, and then lost to Jamal Herring and wrapped up his career. I will say, uh, out of all that garbage nonsense I just spewed, his ring entrance was my favorite. He came out to a song called Freed from Desire by Gala. Uh, at least for a cut for the uh, Santa Cruz fight. I think he changed his uh, ring entrance later on towards the end of his career, but uh, the way the fans reacted to him, he was, he was like loved in Belfast, Ireland. I think Conor McGregor is the only uh, more popular Irish guy to this day, but that is my Carl Frampton career in review. I will drink to you, Mr. Frampton. Great amateur career as well at 114 fights i believe at amateur i had it written down here 100 you know he won 114 lost 11 fights uh out of ireland obviously and only been knocked out once and that was his last fight has ever been knocked down good old brick fist in three divisions super bandweight featherweight super featherweight uh i know rich touched on a lot there uh judge and you're usually the stat guy what uh what you got well, I don't know. You just touched on the rest of it there for me well, real quick. Hey, so well, uh, I guess right. I don't get much to say on this one. Um, yeah, I mean, Frampton wanted to be the best uh, or the greatest Irish boxer of all time. Um, I don't know where he stacks up on that one. That would be uh, probably debatable for sure. Uh, his probably promoter might be uh, up there. Uh, Barry McGuigan. Uh, I don't know how to say it. The Irish names are real tough for me, man, but um i mean obviously just fell short uh it was the first or he is i think he might be the only irish boxer uh that's two division weight champion uh he was trying to become the third when he fought herring and fell up a little bit short um which is a bummer you know the jackal was uh definitely someone who did love to scrap 100 percent didn't back down uh those like you already touched on rich that santa the first santa cruz fight even the second santa cruz fight I thought, I thought he was a little little worse than the second Santa, Santa Cruz fight, but the first one was just because you know what Santa Cruz is going to do. He does the same thing every time. He just comes at you, and Frampton did the exact same thing back to him. And I thought it was, uh, I thought that was a really a really good fight as far as that goes for it. But um, obviously, a, a big time supporter, um, local charities and things like that as well. So he was a real uh, community driven guy. Uh, always wanted to have his fights in Belfast, Ireland. Um, I mean, that's all, that's all he wanted. That's all he tried to do. Any fight that he had is like, I want to make it in Belfast. Let's have it for Belfast for the fans of Ireland. Um, so I think he's, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe not the, uh, the biggest name ever in boxing <laughs> by any means, but, uh, definitely a fun, uh, a fun boxer to watch. Uh, obviously real great outside the ring and, you know, hopefully, uh, best of luck to him now, uh, 34 years old. So hopefully, he, uh, still has a long life ahead of him and, and does good things for uh, for the country of Ireland. 
And if you want to buy a house, hit him up because apparently he's a in the uh, <laughs> he's not a real estate agent. Somebody <laughs> that was else had a the joke we had. Name, man. Don't worry about show. that. Never mind. He was named Fire of the Year by the Ring Magazine uh, and uh, ESPN Boxers Radio Association of America in 2016. Um, five five. So basically, he was an Irish fighter. He he fought like an Irish fighter and. Uh, any, any final things you got him on there? I know he beat your guy, Scott Quigg, uh, there, Rich. I was going to bring that up, but you already jumped in there on that one. You already pulled that one for me. That was on my notes. That was at the top of my notes that I have here. <laughs> that that first Santa Cruz fight, I believe that's that was his first fight moving up in weight. So, I mean, he fought a bigger guy and beat the guy on his, on his first try. And Santa Cruz at that time, I don't know if we have forgotten what Santa Cruz is like, but... I've had Santa Cruz on my top 10 pound for pound list, you know, back in, you know, 2019, 2018. So Santa Cruz was no joke back then. Yeah, yeah I think he, I'm pretty sure he was undefeated when they fought at that point. I think he was uh, 32 and 0. He had one draw on there. I think, yeah, I think it was, I think it was 30, 31, 0 and 1. Well, well, record. He, Still Santa, undefeated. Yeah. Santa Cruz had a draw in his second fight ever. So like, pff, don't count that. Just wash that off. I could throw yeah. that and throw that in the garbage. I'll drink to you. <laughs> well, in his post fight interview, if you guys missed it too, when he announces retirement, he said, I said before the fight if I that I'd retire if I lost, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I've been away too long. I miss them growing up, my own kids. I want to give my life to my family. Boxing's been good to me. It's also been bad to me in recent years. I've enjoyed the best years of my career, and now I just want to go home to my beautiful wife and kids. Hey, long life. Hope her hope for health to you. Well, drink to uh, Carl Frampton. Cheers. Nobody? Okay. <laughs> I was holding sure. It up. We don't script this show, by the way. We so don't, no obviously. What's going obviously, on. He's yeah. just rogue yeah, up here. Just, Since uh, it's a Raider yeah, Live show, just, nobody knows yeah. what's going on. He just does whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. And I also hold all the mute buttons, unlimited mutes every week. I can. <laughs> <laughs> I got the logins. Don't tempt me. <laughs> ooh. Tempt, ooh. Ooh. That might be a good fight. All right, Filthy Rich, why don't you bring us on home? Look, I want to say hi to Sig. Uh, apparently, he had to listen to Raider Live at a bar one day, and Raider Live talked him into the show. And thanks for subscribing, Sig. Raider Live, you buy him a beer, and I will buy you a beer for buying him a beer. Uh, happy birthday to friend of the show, Joe Sweat. We miss you, dude. I hope you're watching. All that other good stuff. Uh, come to some, come to the great state of Minnesota for vacation sometime. And baseball fans, happy Jackie Robinson Day. Right on. Judge Jimmy James, if they're listening to us, where can they hear us? And if they're, or where can they see us? And if they're watching us, where can they hear us on the go? Sweat's never coming back to <laughs> the United States of America. I'm sorry. It's just not happening. It's you're going to have to go to Mexico to find him. But if we'll you take are the watched, show on the road. <laughs> if you're watching us and want to listen to us, uh, check us out on any major podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, if you're listening to us and want to watch us, uh, go to YouTube backslash Bruise and Boxing, and you can see that whole Showtime list. Uh, and then you can come over and hang out at Filthy Rich's house while we all watch some <laughs> boxing in the next five months. You know, we got the keys. Let's do this. Yep. Bring your Tecate with you. These guys will drink it. Just nope. like oh, I got plenty right of Tecate. You can have mine. <laughs> I brought James nine cans and Filthy Rich three, and uh, <laughs> James threw them all away. And Filthy Rich, he says he's still got, like, what, two cans left? <laughs> that one. Did you even finish? Did you guys at least finish your can last week? I never checked. But uh, yes, I finished the <laughs> the can. I finished the can. At least I drank the whole six pack when I lost it. <sighs> it was awful. 
awful, awful. But once you get past the first two, it's not so bad. All right. I also like to do a little melancholy happy trails to uh, my uncle uh, Lee and my cousin Jeff. Both passed away very recently in the last two weeks here. Both died way too young. Too much of that going around in the world nowadays. I hope uh, everyone can stay healthy. Uh, make sure you get checks up with your doctor. Stay healthy. Still social distance. We're almost done with that. Get vaccinated. Uh, everyone in Minneapolis, we're with you. We do our shoot in Minneapolis. We're with you. We love you. Everyone stay safe out there as well. And uh, that's all I got. So for Judge Jimmy James and Filthy Rich, I'm Raider Live. Thank you all very much. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you.